This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, it's Friday and it's film time and my two leading men are in studio. They're Thank back. You very Ross much. is back. He's back. Hey. Yes. Prodigal son. <laughs> prodigal son returns. Ross Leahy and Niall O'Brien. How are you doing, guys? Very well. Thank you. Okay. We're going to go straight into news and Cannes. Exciting mm. time of the year. Love Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, the glitz and the glamour. Cannes Film Festival is upon us. It, it started, it began on, on Tuesday and it, it's running until Saturday of next, May, of next week. That's uh, 25th of May. Mm. Um, so Cannes is basically seen as being one of the big three uh, film festival, festivals alongside the Venice Film Festival and the Berlin International Film Festival. And it's a real important time for film producers to launch their new films or sell their work to the distributors. Some exciting films uh, this year's cans are Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die, which is which Love opens. Love Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. I studied him in college. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as well as that, you know, a lot of people love Quentin Tarantino. He he is launching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at Cannes. And of course, the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man. So, you know, a lot happening at Cannes. It's an uh, exciting time for anyone. In yeah, a lot of uh, people talking about that Elton John biopic. But yeah. we have to wait a while, don't we? It's not going to be here for a while. It, it's here soon enough. Um, I'm not sure the exact date. The trailer looks great. It looks like a kind of a... Bollywood dance number, Bollywood style dance numbers mm. in it, you know, as opposed to a certain other uh, rock biopic that came out last year. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Stealing the thunder of every other yeah. rock biopic to come. Uh, okay, so tell me more news. Batman. Yeah, this was just coming out this morning. Robert Pat- Patterson from Twilight fame, or Pats. Uh, <laughs> team Edward. Yeah, Team Edward. Uh, he's pretty close to being confirmed as a new Batman. He hasn't been confirmed yet. This is for Matt Reeves' uh, upcoming movie which will be titled The Batman. It's due for release in June 2021. Um, there is some competition. Some people are saying Nicholas Holt, who was in Tolkien last week. Oh God, no, please, please. <laughs> yeah. Or Pat, sign quickly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm liking the Nicholas Holt either. To be, I don't know if I'm like, I like Robert Pattinson. Well, he's, sure he's had a really name. interesting career since Twilight. I mean, he's made movies with the likes of David Cronenberg, a very mm. good one called Cosmopolis. He's got a couple of films out uh, soon one called High Life which is a kind of indie sci-fi movie and one called The Lighthouse where it, I think it's just him and Willem Dafoe playing lighthouse keepers which looks oh, really interesting I did see a trailer for that one yeah, yeah that so really I mean I don't think it's bad news and you know I think anyone who speaks out about castings like that you've got to remember Michael Keating when the original Batman and even you know people might criticise Robert Pattinson for being a bit of a pretty boy I think he has come away from that image yeah. recently and if you look at Heath Ledger when he was cast as Joker he 
wasn't nuts in that way. Yeah, it did get, yeah. there was a lot of eyebrows raised, let's mm. say, yes. And we had some sad news this week, didn't we? That's right. On Monday, Doris Day passed away uh, at the age of 97 after having contracted pneumonia. Um, I mean, people will know her as Calamity Jane. She mm. made loads of movies and worked with basically a who's who of Hollywood leading men. Um, I I thought Doris was great. She had a kind of a reputation as, you know, the girl next door, very wholesome. Um, she had a kind of a sad life, very mm. sad marriages and uh, uh, suffered from panic attacks, which is kind of why she, she retired in 1968. Uh, so yeah, sorry to see Doris go. Yeah, and I th- I'm not going to reveal what it is, but you've chosen a really good scene for the scene of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to it. We'll have to zoom through these reviews quickly. We'll have to zoom through them. Okay, uh, we are talking Pokemon and we're talking Ryan Reynolds in uh, the uh, beloved Pikachu character. Yeah, of course. I mean, people would have thought Ryan Reynolds, Pokemon, but what they've done is they've uh, adapted a video game called Detective Pikachu and uh, the voice of Detective Pikachu is Ryan Reynolds and the story basically involves a character called Tim Goodman whose estranged father disappears so he travels to Rhyme City where humans live alongside Pokemon in harmony uh, to try and find out what happened to his father uh, where he teams up with an amnesiac Pikachu voiced by indeed Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I tried to find a, a clip for this and when I was looking I asked actually discovered uh, um, an interview with Ryan Reynolds where he talks about the challenges of playing a one foot tall furry yellow Pokemon. Okay, and this is this. Is this? this? Is this oh, yeah. great. Ryan Reynolds' voice. Lovely. You know, I lived it. I breathed it. I became the character. I spent the, the entire year as Detective Pikachu. Bringing Detective Pikachu to the big screen is a privilege that I don't take lightly. Uh, every second of my energy is spent making this character come alive with the same exacting standards that the most discerning fans would have come to expect. Now, as many of you know, uh, I vanish into my roles. You know, this is a funny anecdote. I was, uh, I was on my way to pick up my daughters from school when I heard that I got the role. Well, I didn't show up at school because Detective Pikachu, he doesn't know who those two little girls are. Who are they? <laughs> Classic Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, very, very funny, and he's very funny as the wisecracking Pikachu in the in this movie. And the film, I have to say, isn't half bad. The visual effects are great. Uh, Detective Pikachu himself is really well realized and very, very cute. Uh, the production design of the film is a lot better than it has any right to be. It, Rhyme City kind of looks like something out of Blade Runner, and uh, the film itself kind of harkens back to the family-friendly blockbusters of the late 80s like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Your enjoyment will vary depending on how well you know your squirtles from your Charizards and how much you like Ryan Reynolds. But I'm not a Pokemon fan. I was a bit too old when they kind of hit the scene in 1995. But... uh, I enjoyed this movie. I'm three out of five. I'm going to give it. Okay, I'm yeah. surprised by that. I thought you were going to slate it. No. Uh, okay, Ross is doing the hustle. I should have got the music. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're right. Always an opportunity to hear you sing. So I guess the hustle is probably one of the quieter releases this week. Snuck in there between Detective Pikachu and John Wick Three, which are the big releases. But I think importantly, it offers something different for anyone going to the cinema who really can't stand the idea of Ryan Reynolds as a talking Pokemon or an all-out action movie Come like on John now, Wick. Ross. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know you're mad about it, but maybe it's not for everyone. You're going uh, for the all-female lead cast here. That's I what guess you're doing. so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, The Hustle, it's a, it's a remake of 1988's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which starred Michael Caine and Steve Martin. And I suppose for anyone who 
is out there and might sigh and say, oh, leave the classics alone. Why all the remakes? It's important to remember that Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is itself a remake of 1964's Bedtime Stories, which starred Marilyn Brando and David Niven. So, there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyone who's familiar with those movies will know the basic plot. Anne Hathaway plays a refined and cunning con artist who's built up a bit of a nest egg for herself, while Rebel Wilson is the brash small-timer who makes money scamming sleazy dudes uh, in bars but she has ambitions of bigger cons so they meet en route to the scenic town of Beaumont-sur-Mer which is in the French Riviera where Anne Hathaway's character has made a great deal of her money uh, and she decides that the crass and crude Rebel Wilson moving in on her turf would be really bad for business so clearly the town is only big enough for one con artist so naturally they go head to head but was it any good? What do you think? Mm. What's your rating? Well... I gave it two out of five. Other reviewers have been ripping it to shreds. I was a little kinder towards it. There are funny moments in it, thanks solely to Rebel Wilson. Um, Again, your enjoyment of this movie would depend on whether or not you can stand Rebel Wilson. Some people absolutely hate her. I think she's decent in this role. I like her. I I like her too. It's very similar to the the role she plays in movies like Pitch Perfect and How to Be Single. Um, And Hathaway kind of lets the duo down. She does a Julie Andrews as a con artist impression. And it kind of falls flat. Like, she can be uh, funny. I've seen her in a couple of Saturday Night Live sketches um, where she really got me, like, it really got me laughing. But she doesn't inspire much laughter here. You know, clearly this movie is not made for me. It's pretty heavy on the men, boo, aren't they all, aren't they all <laughs> yeah. idiots and perverts? And now we um, see the crux of yeah. the review coming to the here now. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's cheap pandering to its target audience. Um, but I'd say if you're looking for like a girls' night out style movie um, with a decent, you know, that's decent with a few laughs, you know, go for this. Definitely go for this over John Wick or Detective <laughs> Pikachu anyway. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. just up the next. Well, listen, right, can I just say, John Wick is never going to win any Oscars, right? He's never going to no, win no. any awards. No. But it has Keanu Reeves and he's shooting people. Okay? Yeah. Oh, he's doing more than shooting people, I'll yeah. tell you that. By the way, that was in no way saying that John Wick, I really enjoy John Wick, so oh, okay. there's no way oh, saying it's a movie. Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, okay. let's get to it. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, tell us about this then. Well, John so Victory. I think back in 2014, everyone was a bit surprised by John Wick. It was a simple story that we'd seen a million times before, a retired assassin out of the game but then everything he loves is taken away and he has to seek revenge Uh, in the neo-noir world of John Wick everything was amped up to 11 and it left me honestly with my jaw on the floor Um, I wasn't as bad on the second one from 2017 but it did build on the world created in the first movie and it really set up for this John Wick 3 Parabellum so the movie begins immediately after the events of the second movie Uh, John has been declared excommunicado for having committed a murder in the Continental Hotel, which is meant to be a safe space for assassins. And as such, a global bounty is put on his head and every assassin is basically out to get him. That's the story, really. And I suppose the story doesn't really matter too much, Niall, does it? No, it doesn't matter too much. And to prepare myself for John Wick 3, I had a John Wick marathon (gasps) on Wednesday. I watched, (laughs) rewatched John Wick 1. I hadn't seen John Wick 2 and then went to the cinema to watch John Wick 3. So on Wednesday, I saw Keanu Reeves shoot, stab, slice, and in some way cause the death of approximately 417 people. Now, I'm estimating the body count from John Wick 3. I wasn't sitting there ticking them off. So what I did was 77 in the first one. That, that's, that's fact. We know that because it's online. 128 in the second one. That's increased by a factor of 1.6. What I've done is then increased number two to a factor of 1.6 as well to give a total of 417 deaths in John Wick 3. 
Uh, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Absolutely. You know He's been busy. Yeah, as, as Ross says, the first movie was a fairly sombre affair. It had great fight scenes, came out of nowhere and gave a little glimpse into this shadowy underworld uh, of of this uh, these guild of assassins, if you like. Number two, amped that up again. Number three goes absolutely. You see the whole... You wonder, is there anybody except assassins who lives in this world? <laughs> uh, now, I have to say, I, I love this movie and I really enjoyed watching all three of them in a row. So I would say, if you're going to see it, maybe do that. Uh, it's not so much, as Ross says, not so much a plot, not so much a narrative as an extended chase scene punctuated by fights. Uh, the cast, the cast from the first two are back. People like Ian McShane and Lawrence uh, Riddick, or Lance Riddick rather. And we've got some new additions. Halle Berry is in it, Angelica Houston. Uh, and uh, yeah, but it's really Keanu's show and he's great. Uh, for a man of his age, my God. Mm-hmm. And there's an, an actor called Mark DeCostas who kind of plays his uh, uh, big bad uh, baddie in this. And he's 55, I think. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh and he, like the fight scenes between them are great. Uh, yeah. it, it's outrageous action, sharp suits, and lots of lots of guns. <laughs> That's yeah. what we like. That's what you want in an action movie. Okay, we're going to quickly go through Netflix because Black Mirror has everyone's been talking about this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Mirror season five of Black Mirror is coming to Netflix on June fifth. Uh, the trailer is online. You got to check it out. Um, in it, we get a glimpse uh, a glimpse of Irish actor <clears> Andrew <throat> Scott who we would know from Sherlock and uh, the latest James Bond movie. He's having a bit of a mental breakdown, and Miley Cyrus makes an appearance as a sort of futuristic pop star. I guess we'll have to wait until June 5th when it comes out on Netflix to get a bit more on what the stories are. Uh, Unfortunately, this series is a bit shorter than the previous ones. It will contain just three episodes, but I suppose that Black Mirror had released a special choose-your-own-adventure standalone Bandersnatch back in December, so we can't really complain too much. But yeah, June 5th, new Black Mirror series on Netflix, and you should check out the trailer online. Put it in your diary, people. Okay, see you yesterday now. Yes, just out today. It's a new Netflix movie produced by Spike Lee. It's a sci-fi um, sci-fi movie about a teen prodigy who uh, invents a time machine and then her brother gets unjustly shot by a policeman so she uses the time machine to travel back and try and save him. That's not really given much uh, in, in a way because that's all in the trailer. Uh, it looks really interesting. It looks like a kind of cross between Fruitvale Station and Back to the Future. So I'd say give that a watch. Wow, that's that's too Yeah, I mean, up. they're extreme. But yeah. I mean, if you watch the trailer, you'll know what I mean. Okay, we just have time to pay tribute to the late, great Doris Day. Do you want to key this up uh, to finish out with, guys? Yeah, this is from the 1956 trailer where she's directed by Alfred Hitchcock and it's a remake of his own 1930 film of the same name. This is The Man Who Knew Too Much. Niall, if you want to tee up this scene. Yeah, so in it, uh, she plays the wife of Jimmy Stewart and they're on holiday in Morocco and they get embroiled in an international assassination plot and in order to keep them quiet, their young son is abducted. So this scene is from the end of the movie and basically they know that their son is being held in the embassy and they concoct a plan. Uh, Doris plays a famous singer in it, so it's not much of a stretch, that she's going to sing a song that their son will recognise. She's going to belt it out and he will hear her and he will know that they're coming to rescue. OK, here it is. What are you doing here? Should I paint pictures? Should I sing 
Can you whistle that song? I guess so. Then go on, whistle it. Whistle it as loud as you can. What a way to finish. What a nice ending. Thank you as always, guys. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.